Today, we're going to talk about continuous professional development, otherwise known as CPD. I'm going to be focusing on a CPD checklist, if you like, uh, which is specific for marketers. So if you're in a communications role, if you're a marketer, digital marketer, content creator, then this is the checklist for you in terms of your continuous professional development. Now, the key to this is in the three words here, continuous, because this is an ongoing process. This is not something that you do the once and hope that it is going to work for you and that you're going to solve every problem, every challenge, everything that you need to know, every piece of knowledge in one go, because clearly that isn't the case. So this is a continuous process. Uh, it is about professional development, although in times, yeah, we will need to kind of dip into the more kind of personal development side of things as well to complement professional uh, activities that we do. And it's about development. It is about this ongoing creation of a better self. And so as we go through these uh, checklists, if you like, as we go through exploring all of the different elements of CPD, which is probably, you know, certainly in my book, one of the most critical things we can focus on um, as people in business and in organizations and developing our career the whole CPD thing really needs to be part of, you know, some really, really strong professional habits that we can exhibit every day in every single uh, situation that we have. Now, we know, all of us know, if we're in an organization, if we're a marketer, that the marketing landscape is fundamentally changing. It really is. Um, you know, this time last year, we didn't have the kind of AI tools that we have now, uh, and those are rapidly advancing. So there's a lot of need for change of understanding, of awareness and of acceptability of these new things. Um, Peter Drucker said that the best way to predict the future is to create it. And one of the beautiful things about embracing change and thinking about continuous professional development is the whole concept that you can actually shape the world around you. You can shape how you then interact with that world and you can actually shape your future by paying attention. And one of the ways that we can do that, one of the simple ways that we can begin this journey of CPD is to stay updated with industry trends and then I guess the big tip here is to adapt quickly, is not to be frightened of change, you know, to actually know that the word normal actually is a misnomer. It doesn't really exist. There is no normal because every single day, every single activity, every single moment that we encounter is an opportunity to change for the better. And that's really where CPD comes into play. And it gives us a real power. It really is. I mean, this is kind of the way that you might describe the most successful people operate uh, in everyday living. This gives us a superpower. This is supercharging your career and hopefully your broader life and your lifestyle. So there's a real power behind continuous learning. So if we, if we accept that change is inevitable, and then if we decide that actually we're going to embrace change, we're going to do something about it. We're going to be like a sponge. We're going to learn new things. We're going to always be on the lookout for improving everything that we do, not to become necessarily obsessed by it, but to get to a state and a mindset where we welcome it, we see it as an opportunity, as a positive thing and something to be enjoyed. Um, Mahatma Gandhi said that live as if you were to die tomorrow and learn as if you were to live forever. Just think about that for a minute. Live as if you were to die for tomorrow. In other words, claim every moment and really embrace and um, celebrate every moment. You know, just be be thankful and grateful that you are right here right now and celebrate it for all that it's worth. But at the same time, know that as part of living in that moment, you need to learn new stuff. You need to prepare for the next moment. So without taking your eye off the game right here, right now, starting to prepare and focus and point yourself in the right direction as though you're going to live forever. And what would you want in your toolkit, in your tool bag, if you were living forever? Well, you'd want to learn all the really important stuff that was going to enable you to enjoy that journey. So the key tips here really are dedicating time 
for learning, dedicating time, and I, I mean proper time, focus time, time that you allocate away from everything else, away from that hectic, chaotic lifestyle that you lead professionally and possibly personally too. So dedicating time, doesn't have to be a lot of time, but just some time to enable you to focus on learning. And as part of that, if you're a marketer, probably once a quarter, once every three months, focusing in and attending and booking into some kind of maybe marketing seminar, for example. Um, it might be something that is to develop your professional skills. It might be that you sign up for a tutorial, could be online, could be in person. But just dedicating that time and putting the next thing in the diary when you complete that moment is a really important way of kind of moving this game forward. And that is really critical for how this thing is going to play out. And of course, the old way was very much, yeah, I'll do it when I need to do it. I'll learn those skills. I'll kind of upskill. I'll kind of get the support I need when I need it. Whereas the new way is to say, OK, I might not be perfect at everything, but actually I do have some preferences and some skills and some strengths in certain things. And what you find is the happiest people, the most successful people. And again, you can define what we mean by success. It doesn't necessarily mean monetary success. It can be happiness. It can be, you know, well-being, a sense of gratitude. It can be a sense of giving value back to others, sense of community, whatever you define as success. But the most successful people are those who play to their strengths. You know, the old way was very much, oh, if you're not strong in this particular area, go and learn it, become better at the things that you're weak at. Whereas the new way, and probably the more savvy way, is nuanced with actually playing to your strengths and your preferences, the things that you enjoy, the things that you're best at, maybe even better at or prefer more than other people around you. And then surround yourself with specialists, experts, supporters who can infill those things that you don't really enjoy so much or you're not quite so good at. So the tip here then is to identify what are your core strengths and then align those strengths with the roles and tasks that you're going to be set or doing or looking for. Maybe if you're looking for a, a new role or a new job, or either inside the organization where you are or outside looking really consciously and mindfully to align what you're looking for with the things that you prefer and the strengths that you have. And then just knowing that the resources and the people and the platforms and the software is there to infill in the things that you don't prefer. So continuous professional development doesn't have to be focusing on the stuff that you don't like and the things that you don't want to be doing or the things that you're not very good at. It can be the opposite. The new way of CPD is very much building. So you become the specialist or you become the expert or you become the guru in a particular topic, even to the point of becoming the thought leader. We'll come on to that in a little while. So it's really important to know that this is focusing on positive, not necessarily infilling negative. And of course, as the thing is moving on so fast, the number of opportunities we have for this are just, you know, 10xing every single day. It really, they really are. This digital evolution that we're going through right now, you know, generative AI, machine learning, metaverse, NFTs, you know, Web3, Web4 even is being broached now as a topic and whatever that might encounter and be, you know, there are so many opportunities here, but actually remembering the human within this, and because we're focusing this down to marketers, PRs, and communicators, this particular conversation, it is all about learning to remember the humanity in what you do, remembering the personalization, the customization of your role as a marketer and the experience you're trying to choreograph for others, customers, stakeholders, teams and colleagues, but at the same time embracing these emerging digital tools. Maybe these things come together to enable you to embrace them in such a way that you can collaborate more effectively um, online. Maybe you can use the AI tools to increase the resources that you have. So rather than going to your line manager or your boss and saying, oh, I need some assistance here, I need some more people, maybe it isn't that at all. Maybe it is, actually, I need some more AI to infill the research that enables me to be more effective 
but I need to go on a CPD journey to find out what those things might be. So I'm going to go on a course or I'm going to do a tutorial or I'm going to attend a webinar or a workshop or something like that. And really knowing that this is about collaboration. You may well be surrounded by people who actually know the things that you are looking to find out. So, you know, the Martin Luther King quote, famous quote, which was, you know, we must learn to live together as brothers or perish together as fools. You know, this whole CPD journey, even if it is perceived as, well, if it's digital, I need to, you know, knuckle down on my um, keyboard and my uh, desktop and really kind of learn stuff on screen. It is more than that. It is about collaboration, learning from others, learning from, yes, the software and the tools, but really starting to remember that CPD is a collaborative community thing, which is going to develop not only you, but potentially also inspire and develop those around you. So as part of that, the next little tip really that we have is to be thinking about networking for your personal growth. And this comes into it. A lot of people think of CPD as being technical skills and knowledge. So it's your kind of understanding of things. But a lot of the time, networking can be part of CPD. A lot of the time, building community can be part of CPD. Your continuing professional development comes as a result of integrating people and integrating products and integrating technologies within your life so that it's an understanding of how these things work and it's being part of something bigger and greater and that is what this is about it isn't just about learning new stuff it's about experience as well uh, a quote that um, I'm not sure who uh, actually first said this but your network is your net worth and that's an important one as well as part of CPD, because, yes, it is technical prowess and skills and specialist knowledge and thought leadership even. But it's also your network. Who are you connected with? Maybe as part of your CPD, you think, you know, I have a gap in who I'm connected with in this particular area. It could be in terms of my technical connections or it could be in terms of my design or creative connections. And maybe that goes outside of my professional remit. So it might, when I think about creativity, not be about creative you know, graphic design or you know, using an AI, for example, to come up with your next video, your next image. It could be more things like ceramics or fine art, or it could be you want to begin watercolor painting or something like that. And then you enter into those kinds of networks or those communities, attending those kinds of events or, you know, upskilling and maybe engaging in online forums and groups to learn and find and grow and build that kind of presence, if you like, that is going to help your personal growth. So your network is also your net worth, the value that you bring. And the crossover with those things and thinking outside the box for your CPD can also be really interesting and important. So don't be limited by thinking CPD is all about just technical knowledge. There is so much more within this. And whilst you're then thinking about others, so be it in these new communities or groups or, you know, you're engaging with, you know, very, very different styles or types of people or different disciplines you know, within your organization or more broadly, other stakeholders or people, you know, around your organization. Listening to feedback is also really important. And as part of CPD, thinking of feedback, particularly constructive criticism as a good development tool. I'll be honest, this is probably one of the areas that I need to develop more because, you know, as Bill Gates has been known to say, is we all need people who will give us feedback because that is how we improve. And of course, that's how we've consciously and consistently improved by research and surveys, our products and our services. But it also should and could and actually, some people would argue must apply to us as well. So when we're thinking about doing research and, you know, seeking feedback from others, maybe a focus group or maybe an interview, or maybe a poll or some kind of customer satisfaction survey. When we ask those questions on behalf of our businesses for our products and services, well, why don't we do that for ourselves and say, look, in that last meeting I had with you, you know, I'd like to be really understanding. What did you feel I contributed? What would you like to hear more from me? Were there things I could have brought more to the meeting? 
Was I there on a timely way? Was I present enough or was I a little bit distracted? What would you like from me for the next meeting? And so doing it down at that granular level, seeking regular feedback, as well as the big picture feedback, when maybe at the end of each year you have an annual review, for example, that obviously is a great time to take that more strategic view of your personal development but personal development and seeking feedback on an everyday basis, in fact, every moment basis, if you're willing to listen and then willing to adapt what you experience and hear from that listening, that's the key. Because getting feedback is one thing, but then working from it is another. And that one, as I say, is certainly on my radar, probably for the rest of this year and definitely into next year, is to be really, really seeking and then acting on the feedback I get because as individuals, we probably sometimes feel, well, I think I know what I'm doing. I think I know that I'm right. And we aren't always. And certainly when it's an unknown, unknown, um, could be somebody else will give us that insight and that perspective that we can never see because we're viewing it through our own lenses or from our own uh, position or perspective. So that's really important as well. And when we start to feed in that people part of our professional development and that kind of networking and that feedback perspective, what it enables in us, if we are balancing the longer term professional development with um, the short term kind of little mini gains, those little incremental gains, it allows us to set some really clear goals because it will open up opportunities for us. We'll see things and experience things differently by taking those different perspectives. And of course, if we start to set clear goals, we get a direction and direction is crucial. Let's face it, you would never start out driving on a journey if you have a sat-nav or a map and you put it in the trunk or the boot of the car and you don't switch it on. What would happen? Where would you end up? Well, you wouldn't know. You're a great driver. You've got a full, full tank of fuel or your batteries are fully charged, but you're driving on the road and you're enjoying the journey. There's a great view. You're driving nicely. All the other drivers are behaving around you, but you don't know where you're going. You would never set out to drive like that because that would just be consuming fuel and energy and time for no purpose. So why would be if we're having this you know, real focus on continuing professional development? Why would we do it without a goal? Because otherwise we're just going to be fueling ourselves, spending time, potentially wasting time rather than investing it. So direction is crucial. Set short-term and long-term goals. The short-term goals fueling the long-term goals. And the long-term goals getting us to a place or a point that is our mission, really, that gives us that vision of our future. A lot of us hear these words and we use these words professionally in our marketing and in our business planning and our strategic work. But when was the last time you applied that to yourself? And you are, let's face it, the most important thing here. You are, because without you, your role doesn't exist. And without you, the value that you're going to bring cannot happen. So setting clear goals, having a clear direction and reviewing and adjusting regularly as you get the feedback, as you add in more things into the mix, this is absolutely crucial. So for you, where is it you're looking to get to? You know, your sat-nav destination is probably quite different to mine and very different to the next person. So taking this really personally, yes, being inspired and influenced by others, but it's your life, it's your world, it's your career, it's your CPD that we're talking about here. So you set the destination and the goal in your personal sat-nav and then start to think about those little stepping stones, those long-term goals that will get you to that destination. And then within those, what are the little incremental goals that help you to get to the next big goal? Reviewing and adjusting as you go. And as you go, what you'll find is that you are going to need new things en route. So we've set our destination. We've got our objectives, short and long term. We've got some people involved. We're building some networks. We're getting some communities. We know there's some tech that 
we're going to need to learn to integrate and infiltrate into our plan. And there's probably also going to be what used to be termed soft skills. Now, I don't necessarily concur with that now. They used to be pretty soft, these skills, things like presentation, things like negotiation, influencing skills, those kinds of things. I now call them essential skills. So if you're serious about your CPD and your planning here, let's call them essential skills. Developing things like communication, practicing empathy, using and doing active listening at every point and every encounter with another person, making sure that you're surrounding yourself with helpful, useful, positive, empowering, inspired, motivational others, you know, losing people who don't serve you any longer. This is part of this game. Part of this journey is to maybe giving up on people, maybe giving up on things and situations that no longer serve that journey that you're on to that new destination. And that can be hard. But if you're then infilling those um, things that you're giving up with new positive things, well, it will probably soften the blow for you personally, but it'll also give a real reason and value behind why you've done it. And let's face it, if things and people aren't serving you, they haven't actually risen to the surface of being part of your plan. So it's fine to do that. Uh, I love this quote that I found from Time magazine, which is IQ gets you hired, EQ gets you promoted. So IQ being the, the kind of the knowledge and the skills and the stuff that you have, but EQ going hand in hand with this, practicing those kind of essential being human kinds of activities. And you can learn to be more empathic. You can learn active listening skills. We've done a lot of these things and the communication skills, presentation skills, influencing negotiation skills, all those kinds of things have happened in this particular series in earlier episodes. So track those down, watch those on catch up because you can, if you feel like you want to improve those things to balance with the knowledge and the learning in your CPD plan, those are the ways and the things that you can do to really supercharge you. It's hugely powerful as you continue to embrace change. And change is the only constant here. And you are adapting and you are changing as you go. You won't be a different person. You will be rather a different person. You won't be the same person tomorrow because as you add new things into the mix and as you've embraced this change and you're seeing that change in you and the world around you as an opportunity, change genuinely is the only constant. This was known back in the days of the Stoics thousands of years ago. You know, they really understood that this is a journey. We're all on a journey. You can choose to be part of it and you can choose to shape it and you can choose to point it in a certain direction. If you don't, you're at the whim of the world. You're at the whim of this constant chaos. But if you choose to and you're adaptable and you're listening, then it can become hugely, hugely exciting. And what is this going to create? Well, it's going to create a power brand, your personal brand, the you in the mix of this CPD journey is going to be unstoppable. You know, you are your best advocate. You absolutely are. You probably know yourself better than anybody else. You know what your desires and preferences are better than anybody else. Yes, you need the feedback and inspiration and ideas from others. And we're saying we're going to welcome that in our CPD plan. But if you maintain a professional online presence, if you start to grow how you project your journey onto the outside world, and if you share, for example, your expertise regularly, if you share authentically, as far as you're willing and able to, with some kind of vulnerability that, hey, I'm on a journey, I'm not perfect, because, well, tell me, one human who is perfect, it's not how we're made, it's not in our DNA to be perfect. So stop beating yourself up if you, if you don't feel you are and welcome this whole idea that your personal brand, the way that you then project every stage of this journey of CPD out into the world through your social media, through maybe your personal website, through your encounters, through your conversations and love yourself, love this new self that is emerging and if you're not so happy with it, if you're not quite comfortable with it, if it doesn't feel quite right, you know that you've got the permission within this journey, within this project that is you and your personal brand to adjust things. And because you're listening, because you're conscious and aware at every single step, you'll know how that adjustment feels. 
And so this is about continuous, lifelong professional development. Now, I've talked quite a lot here about this being, I guess you could kind of read this across into being a mindset or in a, in many ways, a set of habits and behaviors as part of this plan that kind of underpin it and fuel it. But yes, on top of it, there will be technical skills. And there are many, many platforms and places you can go and places you can research to find these bite-sized chunks of content, information, learning, and knowledge that are going to serve you. Um, two big platforms uh, on the web um, are Coursera and Udemy. Um, they cover a host of topics, everything that we're talking about here, from the professional skills to the personal skills to the leisure skills that might even feed into your CPD program. You can also join, of course, professional associations, which will give you an opportunity to tap into resources. Um, obviously, if you're part or if you're on a learning journey at the moment with a college like Cambridge Marketing College, then there will be a whole host of other resources available to you. So this is a time and a chance to say, OK, I'm not going to accept everything that's offered to me because all of this is optional, let's face it. But there'll be a lot of stuff in there in what I might term the wrapper around the core learning that I might dip my toe into and just see, hmm, how does that water feel? Is that interesting to me? Is the style of that kind of learning appropriate? And you might find you want to get back into a classroom or you might find that what you really enjoy are little bite sized tutorials rather than a big, long course. Or you might decide, actually, I'm going to do some kind of three-year big program, and I'm really going to double down on this and really commit to it. You will be different to everybody else. So take inspiration and ideas, but remember, this is your journey. Ultimately, the decision about your continuous professional development starts and ends with you. That is a key thing here. And you do need to be managing the time because what I'm doing here is I'm loading you with opportunity, um, unashamedly loading you with opportunity. And there's a great thing. Opportunity is great. But what it does, it requires resource. And the resource for you isn't necessarily a financial resource, but it is definitely the time resource. I said at the outset, right at the very, very beginning of this, that time is going to be something you need to consider. And it is. Time is going to be really, really crucial for you here. This is going to be very, very important. So time is what we most want, but what we use worst. And let's face it, when was the last time you used the word busy? I bet it was today. I bet it was earlier today. We often use that word. We just throw it around. Oh, I'm so busy. But if we were allocating the right kind of time for the right kinds of activities, when it feels right, not squeezing it into times where it's uncomfortable, not necessarily working from if it's the wrong time of the month for us, either professionally or personally in our cycles, both professional cycles, but also personal human cycles. If it's the wrong time of the month, that's not the time to do this stuff. Maybe you do it outside of work of an evening, maybe first thing in the morning. Different people, different preferences. But prioritizing your learning, prioritizing your CPD and allocating specific times for it so that you know and that you can say, this is my time. This is my CPD time. And it's precious. It's religiously protected. I protect this like I do a religion. It's it's just you cannot invade it. You cannot take it from me. It's mine. So find a time where you don't think you are going to be challenged or where you find it more easy to um, integrate this into your life. So do not try and squeeze this into an already hectic day. Find some space, find some time elsewhere. But if you do find that luxury of hmm, I've got a I've got a half an hour slot and it might be just that we might not be talking about, you know, week long silence retreats on some you know, distant Greek island or something which, you know, we might all aspire to, you know, taking the luxury for that. This might just be a 30 minute time slot every week that you can afford to spend on your CPD. But let's face it, that was 30 minutes longer than you were giving before. That's two hours a month longer. That's 24 hours a year longer than you were doing before. What could you do in a 24 hour block of time? An awful lot. But if you could do that even more, what might that bring as opportunity? So starting to build that in is really important. And as you do, you'll start to impact on others, colleagues, your line manager, your business partners, if you're running a business, 
whatever role and whatever part you're playing in society and in your professional function, you will find that as you start to do this, you'll see there'll be a spin-off for others. They'll start to see, oh, yeah, Neil's not available in that half hour slot. And it's every Tuesday at four o'clock. What's he up to? Let's go and have a look. Oh, he's doing his CPD. And then people will start to be curious. And this opens up a huge opportunity for two-way mentoring, which is one of the key features of successful CPD. So if you don't currently have a mentor, and I'm not talking about your boss or your line manager, I'm talking about somebody who is a, a trusted, uh, maybe or maybe not wise person who you can go to for guidance, steering, feedback, use them as a sounding board, and potentially vice versa. So you can often offer mentorship to people more junior to you or maybe people in a different role to you. Maybe this is a peer to peer thing. So you mentor somebody who's going through a similar CPD journey, but they're from a different discipline. So they're not a marketer. They might be in finance or in HR or in production. It's about exploring because guidance that you will get, the guidance that you receive through a mentoring experience which should and can be a conversation. It's not a one-way. Your mentor's not going to tell you what to do, but the conversations and the exploration can very much accelerate your growth. This isn't something for junior people to do. This is something for all of us to do. Some of the most senior people in politics, in business, in corporate world, you know, the thought leaders in academia, the, the most senior people on this planet have mentors, and these can be people who are much more junior to them, but they just offer a position and a way of reflection and seeing back from somebody else how this idea rebounds and comes back to you. You know, it's very, very difficult mentoring yourself, even if you feel very self-assured and very you know, resilient and very kind of resourceful. Um, it's very, very hard to get that other perspective from another. So surrounding yourself by a mentor or two or a mentoring group, you know, um, these kinds of groups, you know, exist in many, many communities um, and can be very, very powerful and also can give a level of accountability. Because if you're somebody who just by their very nature and their very preferences um, can procrastinate at times and, yeah, you commit to this in the early days, but it's super hard to keep the momentum going. Then by having a mentor, not necessarily a coach, but having a mentor to give you an opportunity to bounce some ideas around can often increase that accountability and just give you that kind of psychological boost when you most need it. And what it does, if, again, you're using the mentor from a different discipline kind of angle that I talked about there, it gives you the opportunity or at least the, the, the thought process of opening up maybe to diversify your skill sets. So could you learn adjacent skills? And I mentioned there finance, for example. So if you're a marketer, but your role and your definition of marketing is all about marketing communications. So you do digital stuff. You do content production. You're responsible for the company's podcast or webinar series or whatever. And it's all about communications, but you don't know the first thing about finance and actually doing financial plans and accounting and running a budget and all those kinds of things and forecasts and things. Well, wouldn't it be an interesting adjacent skill? So maybe some kind of cross training with your peers could go into your mix in this checklist of things you can do in your CPD program. So it doesn't have to be down the straight uh, down the stream, if you like, uh, or the narrow passage that is marketing. Think more broadly as you go. And of course, what this introduces is the idea of hmm, hadn't thought of that. Oh, there's a load of stuff in this CPD thing that I hadn't really considered. But thank you, Neil, for kind of just saying, OK, it's more than I just thought it was going to be just a bunch of tutorials. And I've just got to book into them. This is actually taking some profound thinking. And of course, you'd be absolutely right. That is what this is. So whilst I'm not giving you any answers, because as I say a number of times, this is so personal to you. I'm hopefully really introducing the idea here of the importance of reflection, because without reflection, you will blindly go down this path without your sat nav, without that route map to a destination that you can't even imagine right here, right now. But wouldn't it be fun if you could set aside also um, alongside your CPD for some self-reflection time, time when you just pause, when you just stop, 
when you just take that breath and you just sit there and calmly stare out across that lake or in a virtual sense, uh, you might just want to take some quiet time, maybe meditate, maybe just sit with a good book, you know, a nice cup of tea or coffee next to an open fire. And you just sit there feeling in a really good safe space. And you just think, where am I? How am I doing? How is this going? How am I feeling about this? And then adjust your strategies, adjust even the direction based on the insights that come back from that question. And often this question of, and the reason why um, reflection is so important is because with CPD, what we often find ourselves doing is having a conversation with our mind. So we're listening to the thoughts that are going around in our head, whereas the importance of self-reflection brings in your heart into the conversation. Because what we're doing is we're saying, how am I feeling about this CPD journey? How am I feeling about all these things I've committed to, this new community, this tutorial, that workshop I'm going on, this goal that I've got to get to that point? Not only does it look good on paper, but how does it make me feel? And if it feels great and you feel empowered and you feel lifted, so energetically you feel lighter when you come out of this reflection, you know you're on the path. But if you feel dragged down, if it feels, oh, when am I going to find the time to do this? Then it's probably time to adjust your strategies and your tactics based on those feelings. So go into the point, um, into the point of self-reflection, asking your heart, heart, how are you feeling about this? Don't say, what am I going to think about in this reflection point? Reflection is about talking and listening to your heart. So ask your heart, heart, how am I feeling about this CPD journey? How does it feel? I know what I know what I think about it, but how does it feel? And really push your heart to answer and then just sit back and listen, because that's when the reflection comes. You don't want to answer it. It's not what your head tells you is the answer. It's how your heart feels into the answer. And if you can split those two and not listen to that chattering mind that's going to say, oh, well, Neil, it's got to be this and you've got to do this. And you say, that monkey mind, as we call it, that chatters away in the background. If you can just say, look, monkey mind, just wait for a moment. And now I'm going to just listen to my heart and see how this feels and wait in that beautiful silence, that moment of breath where you're just waiting for it to come. Then you'll hear the reality and you can feed that into your CPD. And maybe even think, actually, I quite like this process of self-reflection. Maybe I need to do a tutorial on this one, too. Or maybe I need to go to a meditation group or some kind of sound bath kind of uh, um, group that I can actually go and meditate with others and, and things like this. So it could open up a whole host of things, but that's for another day. If what you do as part of those reflection exercises is you kind of figure, yeah, I'm really on the right track and you are building the personal brand as a result of going through this journey. Isn't it going to be interesting how this opens up an opportunity for you to be building your CV, journaling and logging the experience and the journey as you go? Because the more things you factor into this, the more tutorials, the workshops, the learning, the communities, collaboration, your mentoring that you go, you're going to need to keep a record of this. And what a lovely way as you're journaling the journey is to think, okay, is there any kind of like log I can have here or some kind of certification I can get for this? Can I get a CPD certificate? You'll often find that if you go on a good quality training course or tutorial, it will give you some CPD hours. And those CPD hours can go and add to your professional fellowship or membership of an industry association, like, for example, the Chartered Institute of Marketing. You know, so logging your CPD hours alongside the certifications you get and then renewing those every year. Again, it can be another nice fuel for your very target driven person that can really help you to fuel where you're going. And of course, looks great on your CV and in your portfolio as well. But it's not about getting overdone with this stuff, not about overcooking it, not about loading all these things in all in one go. You still need to sustain the growth in this journey. You still need to strike a work-life balance. I've um, 
held a, a, a session on this one in, in one of the past uh, episodes of this series. So you can go back and, and kind of figure out work-life balance and how that's going to work for you. Um, but it is about self-care. Don't overload yourself. If you're already super, super full uh, with your kind of um, your day-to-day work and stuff, this needs to kind of be sympathetically and kindly brought into the mix. Okay, so you need to be setting boundaries for your work, your study, your personal life, CPD because CPD is different it's not work and it's not learning and study and it certainly isn't your leisure time it's something a little bit different that it should and um, have its own kind of place in your life so the work-life balance including it needs to be careful carefully kind of you know manicured and and, and included in there so prioritize your self-care make sure this doesn't overload If a lot of this sounds really exciting, but you simply cannot make the time and the energy for it right now, it's fine to park it. You don't have to begin today. It could, should probably begin today. But if you've got stuff that you must attend to, attend to that stuff first, knowing that this is an exciting opportunity in the future, because you can do anything, but as David Allen says, but not everything. Love that. You can do anything, but not everything. So you've got to be very mindful about prioritization and what is most important. And if as part of this, you can increase the amount of collaboration, maybe, you know, the teamwork makes the dream work is a phrase that you might have heard, is that, you know, if you can offload some of the stuff that you're doing to others, other resources, so other people to shape up the time that you need for your CPD, or if you can be using AI to, you know, do that background research, need for that project so you don't have to do it to make a little bit of extra time it's about being creative and smart and clever with the activities that you do so yeah think creatively about this you know there is a huge opportunity within this but it is about making sure you're making good use of the resources around you and collaboration is the key the more you talk the more you share the more you share your knowledge that you're learning as you go on this journey the more people will reciprocate you get what you give the law of attraction it's a universal law it just works and it will work in this case too and of course the key here is curiosity Einstein said the important thing is not to stop questioning curiosity has its own reason for existing so you are if you're on a CPD journey you are enabling this whole idea about being curious about being inquisitive about being the sponge that I talk to absorbing all this data and information and knowledge and ideas and innovation and opportunity and then asking questions of it not necessarily taking the first version of what ChatGPT says or what your boss says, but actually going back and challenging. Try it with ChatGPT. I've been playing with GPT for a while now in terms of actually not just asking it to do something, but getting into a conversation with it and not accepting the first version. This is part of CPD, challenging the outputs from others and other systems and other people and asking questions, not challenging in a I don't believe you kind of way, but just asking questions, going deeper, probing, finding out well, why does something work that way? Because that in itself is part of your CPD. It's a little less tangible. It's a little less obvious than some of the other things. But exploring new opportunities in your marketing and in your professional work by questioning is absolutely the way forward. And ultimately, before we get to the final three things that I'd recommend you do uh, as the next steps, if you're willing to take this journey on, um, is to remember that this is delivering value. You know, continuous growth leads to continuous value. You cannot open the box on this thing and not be providing to the uh, value to others around you, both professionally and probably personally going forward. You know, if you can align your CPD as well with the organizational business or marketing goals, wow, those are going to supercharge things. And particularly if it's in line with your purpose and with your particular uh, preferences as well, aligning skills and preferences and purpose supercharges your input. So those organization goals, they're going to be blown out of the water. You are going to smash it. You really are. And then sharing the journey, your journal, your experience, your understanding, your learnings with the team around you can deliver huge amounts of value. 
know, the more people I talk to about this as a process, the more people come back to me and say, do you know, when I did that little presentation to my team, when I shared with them this particular piece of information that I'd learned, they all jumped in and they all wanted to do it. And I said, well, there you go. You've just facilitated something brand new. You've created something from nothing because it didn't exist in your business before. And now it does. Now it's a thing. That's true value. So delivering value through CPD just happens as a result of being on the journey. So yes, it's about destination, but it's also about the value that you will instill in yourself and in others at every step that you take. So let's get into three steps that I would suggest could be three things to focus on if you want to take this journey on. So this is where it gets super practical. So we've talked a little bit kind of ethereally, and hopefully it's been useful to give you those tips of kind of some of the things you can look at to begin a CPD plan. Uh, but these, are, I think, right here, right now, particularly for marketers, are where it's at. So next step one, embrace data-driven decision-making. We're in the age of intuition-based marketing, um, and it's being overshadowed by data-driven strategies, okay? It really is. So with the vast amounts of data available, marketers like you can make informed decisions, optimize campaigns in real time, and predict future trends. So get really intimate with the data. You have to get intimate with data in your business. So the action steps here would be to invest in learning analytics tools that are relevant to your industry. So you know the kinds of things that you're doing, the campaigns and projects, get behind those projects and campaigns and learn the analytics tools that can give you the data that will empower better decision making. Step two, then, in the actions is to regularly review and interpret that data to adjust your marketing strategies. So it's all very well reporting numbers, but you've got to turn that note, those numbers into intelligence. So I always say it's about information into intelligence. That's the key equation here. So and that basically means in your world to ask the question, what does this number mean? And what is this trend showing us? And this is what we can do about it. And then that's the conversation to have with others, not just report the numbers. The numbers are just numbers. Your role is to embrace the data-driven decision-making that comes from those numbers. And what you can do if you want to supercharge this, point three is to collaborate with data scientists or analysts to get even deeper insights. And again, with the emergence of AI, nothing is impossible. So the data sets that you've got, you can go really deep into and really understand the value that they're bringing. So that's exciting. Data-driven decision-making. Next step, number two, I'd recommend right here, right now for your CPD as a marketer is to prioritize personalization and customer experience. We've always done personalization. We've always had a customer experience. But why is this the key now? Is because customers today expect brands to understand their individual needs and preferences. Personalized marketing enhances user experience and increases brand loyalty and boosts conversion rates. So you've got to do this better and more so that, again, this will give competitive edge to your organization, but it'll allow you to establish what I call professional intimacy with your customers and what is not to like. That's the way to get long term value. So your action steps here are to segment your audience based on behaviors, preferences, demographics and preferences that lead to actual you know, engagement with your brand. So go deeper again on the data, but really listen to customers, really get that feedback. Implement AI and machine learning tools, the AI around us and the, the platforms that we're now seeing emerge to automate personalized content delivery. Um, I'm literally uh, sort of in the process of um, talking with um, and releasing a podcast episode around this very, very topic. So um, stay closer to me and, uh, and, and follow the stuff that I'm publishing because this stuff is alive and kicking right here, right now. And this will automate your personalized content delivery in a way that even I didn't recognize was possible yesterday until I had this uh, conversation with this AI uh, startup founder who's now completely convinced me that this is now doable without losing the human element element of customer experience. And that's key with AI. Um, and the final bit of the action steps is to 
and regularly gather feedback from customers so that you can refine the personalization. It's not a one-time activity. So keeping really close to the customer, again, comes back to active listening. And that active listening goes into your CPD because then you know what people want. And then every conversation you have can be focused on that particular persona. And so to enable that comes my step three of three, which is stay updated with emerging technologies and platforms. This is critical. The data, the data and the digital landscape is changing more rapidly than we've ever seen it. I've been in marketing for over 36 years, and I know that this is the fastest time ever that I've ever seen by some margin. We've got stuff this year that we didn't have last year that's profoundly changing everything. New platforms, tools, technologies are emerging that will revolutionize the way that you can reach and engage your audience. So what are your steps? You've got to find some time to explore and test new marketing platforms and tools. You've got to be attending webinars, workshops, and conferences that focus on the latest in marketing tech. It is going to change everything for you today. This is not a future game now. This is here, right here, right now. But of course, what you can do is you can collaborate with others, because collaboration is part of our mix here, who might be more in tune with emerging platforms. And I'll offer myself up here, um, stay close um, sort of to me, and we can kind of go on this journey together. I'm publishing a lot of stuff that I see in my travels and test out. So if we're not connected, uh, connect with me on socials um, at Neil Wilkins X. Uh, you'll find me um and also on the Neil Wilkins podcast, uh, a lot of the stuff coming through Cambridge Marketing College as well. And we've got an incredible uh, workshop that is focused on exactly this topic. Um, the next date is the 7th of November, and then there's one on the 12th of uh, December. Uh, and this is all about AI and metaverse marketing. Uh, and you can find that on marketingcollege.com slash events. Uh, so book into that one, because this will hold your hand through some of the early things that you can do in here. Uh, but that next step three is a really critical one. So to round this uh, long, quite long journey of how to um, start your CPD off, I just want to kind of leave you with three words, because these are the three words that are going to help you um, really kind of set up a, a mantra or a, a kind of a theme, if you like, for your CPD. First word is embrace. So embrace change, embrace the, the new and emerging, exciting opportunities prioritize is my second word. You're not going to be able to do everything. So choose something that is going to really, really empower. You might choose the wrong thing, but it doesn't matter because the other stuff's on your list anyway. So if you're reflecting, you can adapt this as you go. And the key here is to update as things change and they're rapidly changing. Keep revisiting your plan. Keep revisiting your destination, your short and long term goals. Keep revisiting stuff with your mentor. Keep updating your journal and your records. Log this journey for all it's worth, because this is so exciting time that we're actually in as a marketer. Um, you know, we've never had time and opportunity like it. So as long as you can keep updated yourself professionally and personally, but also keep the journey log that you're taking, keep that updated too. And as long as you do that, then at least you've got some semblance of the route map that you're on. So if you need to go back a couple of steps, that's also fine. But CPD really is the future of a successful marketer going into the future. And so if you embrace the change, prioritize the priorities and keep everything updated, then you'll be in a really strong position for the future of your professional career.